Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Innermost is supported by Vodafone. Whether it's friends, family, or, in our case, complete strangers, keeping connected has never been so important. Which is where Vodafone's unlimited data plans come in. To find out more, head over to vodafone.co.uk. is Innermost, a podcast about strangers and their secret lives. And I'm Leah Green, your host. In this second episode, I talk to two people who are reassessing themselves. One is looking back to a past he would rather forget, and another to a future with her newfound self. After leaving university, still I was drinking. Slowly but surely over the years, that sort of gets more and more still Oh, days in the week and then every day of the week. I was complying with pressure, I felt, because I thought, like, everyone else is doing this. If I don't do this as well, then I'll, I'll be alone. And that was my nightmare. That was, like, the worst-case scenario for me. A few weeks ago, I had my second wedding anniversary and it had come and gone without much fanfare. One night I'm just driving around and on the radio there's this track and I fell in love with that music right away. Don't take this the wrong way, but your smartphone is cleverer than you. The clue is in its name. Well, that and a new project to fight COVID-19 that uses the almighty processing power that goes untapped at night. And they're not talking about your brain. Working with Imperial College London, the Vodafone Foundation's Dream Lab app utilises people's mobiles while they sleep to create a virtual supercomputer. If they can get 100,000 people to fire up the app nightly for three months, they can analyse potential COVID-19 treatments that would take Imperial supercomputers a year. The more people who take part, the quicker it will be to do the vital research to help fight COVID-19. So show your smartphone who's the real brains of the operation. Turn it into part of the Dream Team, because that's the cleverest decision anyone can make. To download the app, search for Dream Lab in your phone's app store. Legal terms apply. See vodafone.co.uk slash dreamlab. The Vodafone Foundation is a registered charity. Hi, my name is Claudia Fernandini. I'm 32 years old. I live in Lima, Peru, and this is my story. Hello, world. My name is Serhat, and I am 19. I am from Turkey. My name is Priyam Marek. I'm 22 years old and currently completing a postgraduate degree in journalism at the University of Sussex. Cut to a quiet afternoon in late March, and as I'm cooped up in my university dormitory, something happens. 
I begin to introspect. To introspect. To introspect. To introspect. Oh, hello, John speaking. Hi, John. It's Leia from The Guardian. John is not this caller's real name. I've been attending now an Alcoholics Anonymous for a year. Tell me how this period has kind of affected you. The effect of not being in the same room as your friends in the fellowship, if you like, um, does have a an effect. It's not the actual meetings online aren't quite as powerful, I would say, because I I personally find that there's a spiritual angle to a group of people in the same room where they share stories. And what do you think lockdown would have been like for you if you weren't sober? Oh, it would have been horrendous. I mean, you know, actually, I mean, during during uh, lockdown anyway, being being sober, I, um, with my depression as well, which, you know, is still an issue, I, you know, had a bad couple of weeks where um, I've not been sleeping and not been eating properly and, and all sorts. And then that feeds into the alcoholism because my thinking started to turn a little bit towards drinking again. And then I quickly rendered these photographs of all the badness in my head and realised, no, we're not going to do that again. But in answer to your question, I mean, it's hard to think where I would be. I think I'd been drinking more. I would have been more of a nuisance to the police. Uh, maybe others, if I saw anybody and, and what have you. Um, I'm possibly dead. Hi. Hi, Federica, it's Leia. I called Federica at her apartment in Rome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. You you had an exam yesterday? Yes, I still have the next part of the exam tomorrow. So it's, yeah, it's a long process. So tell me about the Federica before lockdown began. What What were you like? Yeah, before this period, my life was completely different because basically... I'm a university student and I basically struggled through my weeks, just waiting for the weekend to arrive. And yeah, I just spent Friday night and Saturday night out with my friends. And yeah, it was a lot of build up to the weekend, a lot of expectations just to have fun and uh, get this release which actually retrospect I realized uh, never came I used to consider my personality on the basis of what other people believed I was as a person and I realized with this shutdown that when no one's around, I struggle to define myself because 
there is no one to tell me who I am. When you were focusing on what other people thought and defining yourself that way, what image did you want to project? I was, I guess, stuck in a in a weird place where, yeah, I, w- I was constantly trying to get people's attention and was mostly men's attention by means of a certain kind of clothing and uh, wearing a lot of makeup. You know, I just, I used to spend a lot of money on that stuff and I realized through this period that that stuff kind of doesn't matter and it's kind of useless because at the end of the day it doesn't define me. How old are you? I'm 22. Can you remember the first, like how old were you when you started to realise that how you looked and what men thought of you was like a kind of currency. When did you start realising the kind of power behind that? Well, I think it was around 18 years old when I really started hanging out with my friends at bars and pubs. And I remember hearing men make comments about me which were really nice. They were kind of, and they, uh, I mean, they were kind of sleazy, is that how you say it? I mean, kind yeah, of, sleazy, yeah. Yeah, kind of sexual in nature and also really inappropriate because obviously I was really young. I didn't like them, but in a kind of messed up way, I think. I also felt good when I heard men say things about me because I felt acknowledged. I felt like I existed just because someone was seeing me and and someone liked the way I looked. So I think that was the moment when I started really to base my my perception of myself on what other what other people thought of me. By the end of my introspection, which lasted for a good two hours and during which I managed to polish off two packets of Doritos, I understood that I had no particular reason for coming here, apart from the fact that I really wanted to. All this led me to develop a habit that I now carry out on a regular basis, sitting at my desk post-lunch and staring out of the window at the nothingness outside. I choose a moment from my life and ask myself, why did I do what I did? All of our days feel exactly the same. I always say it's with new babies at the moment, it's it's just like Groundhog Day. They get up at the same time, have the bottles, have a bit of a play. So you've been sober just over a year. What happened a year ago to kind of make you decide to take that path? 
basically, as it turns out, because I didn't realise it at the time, I'd probably been an alcoholic for about 40 years. I was rubbish at relationships with women and I was didn't trust people. So depression and anxiety and paranoia took, you know, um, started. And then as a kind of self-medication to that, I, f- I found that alcohol was tremendous because... Once you've had a couple of drinks, you know, you can forget all those demons and uh, feel like a million dollars for about 10 minutes. And, you know, the the level of my drinking, I've gotten, I was drinking almost a bottle of whiskey a day. And one of the most unfortunate things about that is obviously other people's, and certainly in my case, my behaviour was absolutely horrendous. The the last thing which was really the, the end of... The line for me was when I took a knife out because I was planning to hurt myself um, in a graveyard just around the corner, actually, from where I live. And uh, a community officer who had a good relationship with saw me and uh, I kind of showed him that I had the knife and I was making gestures across my throat and uh, everything. Uh, Basically being an absolute idiot. And, of course, the police came to arrest me um, and I mean, I'm an ex-social worker, and to my eternal shame, I was racist to a Muslim officer who was part of the arrest team. And after that, I realised that, you know, this this is absolutely almost rock bottom for me. Where does that come from? Like, are you? How do you feel when you look back on on that? The the knife or the racism? The racism. Yeah, well, well, that's why it still weighs heavily, because I'm not sure. Um, I suppose my parents were a little bit like that, I guess. So maybe from them, really. I knew that, that some of those views that perhaps exist deep down in all of us to some extent, they needed to be rationalise and thought about and actually you tell yourself well yes you probably are a racist but actually you need to strive to become a better person. The way that you describe yourself you know at the worst point it sounds like you're quite a difficult person to like and I wonder whether you like yourself more now whether you like the new John? Yes I do yeah I've learned the last the last few months of the this year where I've been sober you know, I've made real progress in in my sort of self-esteem. And I found out that, yes, actually, I do have decent qualities. And the best thing about everything with this programme is that you're able to help others. And that's, that's the most wonderful gift. And if you, as individuals or, or groups, can can carve out little pieces of, of sort of joy and happiness and community, you know, that's something which will give you all a great protection, if you like, moving forward, but protection in a good way against society, which is often, you know, so challenging. Bit by bit, the lies I have told myself to explain my own behaviour begin to crumble. I realise I have not always been as kind as I thought. I just get a kick out of being magnanimous. Trying to reignite a ruined friendship was no act of bravery. 
but an act of cowardice, for I had mistaken toxicity for tenacity and compulsion for commitment. What I felt was love was no product of selfless attachment, but rather a case of refracted narcissism. It is not that I never introspected before, but what the coronavirus lockdown has led to is an introspection that is critical and complex, a deliberate stroll down memory lane, a long, sometimes brutal, sometimes beautiful dissection of moments that mattered to me. While the mirror may not show how transformative regular introspection has been for me, my mind is keeping track of the changes. For the first time, after kind of the initial shock and certainty, really reckon with the person I am. And yeah, I'm starting to build an identity, a personality that's not just based on the ideas people had of me. Yeah. What, what is that personality? Like, what are you finding out about yourself? Well, for example, I used to love reading as a kid and I just stopped reading for a while because my life was so hectic. So I picked up reading again and I, uh, I've realised I really love it. I still, I still love it. I love watching movies, Netflix. I love being cosy in my room with a cup of chamomile tea. I mean, obviously this is kind of a long time coming, but, you know, I think this period has brought me to face all of this, and I have not reckoned with all of this completely yet. But I think it's a good start. Thank you for listening to Innermost. If you want to talk to me about your life, email me, including what you want to talk about at innermost at theguardian.com. This episode was produced by me, Leah Green, and Esther Apoku-Jenny. Music and sound design is by Pascal Wise, and the executive producer is Max Anderson. Again, please get in touch to share your story. If you're in the UK and worried about your own or someone else's drinking, you can call Drinkline on 0300 123 1110 or visit aa.org. In the UK and Ireland, Samaritans can be contacted on 116 123 or by email joe at samaritans.org or .ie for Ireland. In the US, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 and in Australia, the Crisis Support Service Lifeline is 131114. Other international helplines can be found at befrienders.org. We'll include links to all those resources on the episode page at theguardian.com. See you next time. Get ready to dust off your Maps app, because things are getting back to normal. You can hang out in a park until you need the loo. You can visit a friend's house and sit outside it. 
you can go to a theme park and ride socially distanced roller coasters. Okay, so things aren't going back to exactly how they were, but in some ways, that's not a bad thing. After all, lockdowns made us better at staying in touch with distant loved ones, be it video calling, online watching parties, or just using messaging to check in on people we care about. Stay close to the people that matter as we move back into the real world. Keep connecting with Vodafone's unlimited data plans. Make reaching out part of your new normal. 2 and 10 megabit speed caps apply to unlimited light and unlimited plans. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.